looking at 50 Baptists. I think everybody should know. And we are going through that this year. And number 28 is this week. We've gone through it. This will be the 28th uh, uh, person we've studied. And this morning we're going to study William Carey. In fact, William Carey, we're going to have to, not just because of abbreviated uh, maybe uh, Sunday school, but because his life uh, is actually so important and, and what he did, uh, we're going to study um, do the first half today and the, and the second half next week. But William Carey was born in England in 1761. And what I, I want to read to you several historians, because I don't want you to think that these are just my uh, thoughts and I'm exaggerating uh, his life. Um, just a, a wonderful man. but uh, uh, and, and you'll be amazed at what God did with this man who who gave himself to the Lord. And it says, uh, the historians say he didn't show much promise of genius in his youth. In fact, he didn't have a formal education past the age of 12. However incredible as it may sound, Carey would give the Bible to more people than anyone ever has, uh, including today. And his life, once God touched it and ennobled it, would touch the world as few have in, in world history. And last week we looked at Andrew Fuller, who... Uh, Carey said of Andrew Fuller that he held the he held the rope while Harry while Carey ascended into the into the mine the pit and for the next two weeks we're going to look at the, who this amazing man was as I mentioned he was born in 1761 in England and and he was born into a schoolmaster's home and this may have been part of the reason that he was so interested in books he was so studious he read literally every book he could get his hand on in fact there probably wasn't a book in the village where he was raised that they carried didn't eventually read, and I'm not exaggerating. He poured over books on science, botany, history, voyages. He loved the story of Columbus. He became an expert on Columbus. Later, he would consume all the writings of uh, the, the explorer, Captain John Smith, who uh, sailed the world and wrote of his exploits. Um, and this would all make sense later, I suppose, as God prepared him for what he was, uh, what, we, what he was going to do. Uh, he did attend church in the Church of England as as a boy, but um, and, he, and he, so he was familiar with the Bible. But he he noted that he avoided as uh, religious life as much as possible. And life in those days was hard. And as I already mentioned, uh, he was only educated at the age of twelve. And at the age of twelve, um, <clears throat> excuse me, it became time for him to earn. Um, most of his living on his own. His family decided that, that he would learn shoemaking, which was becoming a very popular uh, occupation in England at that point. And um, this led him to work with a man named John War that God brought into his life, uh, W-A-R-R. And uh, John War had been saved as a young man. He attended a nonconformist church. And a nonconformist church, again, is a church that that is not... Uh, the Anglican Church, not the state church. Uh, it might be, uh, in this case, it was a Baptist church, but there were Presbyterian churches, uh, Baptist churches out there that uh, that that uh, people could attend, but the but the but the state frowned on it. And in fact, you couldn't get an education in the public schools or any of the state-approved schools if you attended a, a nonconformist church. That would be one of the one of the penalties for attending a nonconformist church. But Eventually, through John's working with him and his day-to-day testimony, um, William was saved when he was 22. And when God saved William Carey, he became a new man and um, one whose life was wrapped up from that moment with the giving of the gospel. 
One historian said, there came into the world at that point one of the greatest influences for carrying the gospel to the ends of the earth that has struck civilization since the beginning of the Christian era. As I said, he was a shoemaker. It was an occupation that he was never ashamed of. Um, he was a skillful and honest workman, but it also gave him time to prop a book up and, and read while he attended to the shoes. Um, neither his trade nor his great poverty prevented him as I, you know, from, from pursuing great knowledge. Uh, before he was uh, 31 years old, he could read the Bible in Latin, Greek. This is all self-taught, by the way. He did not learn this in school. He could read the Bible in Latin, Greek, Hebrew, Dutch, French, and English. And it was during this period that Carey learned to love the Lord and became an earnest Christian. And October 5th of 1783, he was baptized by Dr. John Ryland, who said this in his diary on that day. He said, this day uh, baptized a poor journeyman shoemaker. And Ryland would continue that thought years later. He said, little thinking that before nine years had elapsed, he would prove to be the first instrument for sending missionaries from England to preach the gospel to the heathen and would eventually translate the scripture into 11 different tongues. He would become an Oriental language scholar and he would change the outlook of an entire empire. And such events have proved, however, and this is as Ryland goes on to say, the purpose of the Most High who, who has selected for this work, not the son of one of the most, our most learned ministers, nor one of the most opulent two of our descending gentlemen, but the son of a parish clerk. And God was beginning to bring together uh, the five men who we talked about last week who would literally change the world. Uh, John Ryland is one of them. At this time also, Carrie met Andrew Fuller and began to uh, struck up a lifelong friendship with him, uh, began to study his works. He read Fuller's book, The Gospel Worthy of All Acceptation, a very famous book that Fuller wrote, in which he declared, and Fuller said this, if it is the duty of all men to believe whenever the gospel is presented to them, it must be the duty of all who have received the gospel to endeavor to make it universally known. And that settled Carey's convictions um, that God's plan was to evangelize the world. Uh, in our closing today, I wanted to say this. One author said, William Carey is the one who put the wheels on the divine vision of evangelizing the world. While others were content to let the heathen stream over the brink of eternity, unreached and unsaved, Carey proclaimed that the gospel must be heralded to the ends of the world, and though he was poor himself, he made millions spiritually rich. And so next week we'll continue the life and talk about his ministry um, in um, in the days to come. Um, and thank the Lord this morning for this man and, and an amazing, really an amazing, unique person that he was and what God was able to do through him.